Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your host Sam Foote and Alan Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Office 365 focused IT security professionals. Each episode we talk about a specific topic in the space. This week it's episode 9 of season 2. We're going to have a chat around entry permissions management, a new product for Microsoft that aims to give you the visibility of the permissions within your multi-cloud environment. Hey Alan, uh, how are you doing? Hey Sam, I'm not doing too bad. How are you? Yeah, all well, good, thank you. Uh, very busy at the moment, so good. And we've we've continued to uh, continued on our recording schedule, which is always <laughs> always a positive thing, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's going going pretty well. Yeah, well, we've hit our uh, episode nine, which is where we ended the last season. So yeah, next exactly. next episode will uh, break that uh, record for us, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, right. Well, let's hope not. Um, yeah. Let's and let's crack on uh, around permissions management. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we're going to take a look at permissions management. I am uh, permissions management to both of us is uh, relatively new. Uh, it's it's new to Microsoft and it's it's new to us. So, I'm sort of going to be uh, structuring. I'm sort of the quote expert on this one, but I we we can't profess to be experts either of us in this side, and we probably know as much as each other to be totally honest with you. So um, we'll probably end up taking this one a little bit together. Cool, right? Um, let's let's get started then, Al. Okay, so what is entry permissions management? <laughs> okay, so um, entry permissions management uh, is a cloud infrastructure entitlement management uh, product. Um, and essentially what it's, it's, it's aiming to do is to give you visibility and control over permissions um, for your identities and resources in your cloud environments. Um, so, so imagine um, all of, the, all of uh, your identities and your users that have access to, to these cloud environments, um, understanding who has what permission, um, whether they should have permission, um, giving people permissions, revoking permissions, just in time permissions access. We'll go through it a little bit more in depth, uh, but but effectively, it's 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 trying to allow you um, to get full visibility um, of those permissions, and and not just in Azure. Um, it, it does support uh, multiple clouds, and we'll go through that um, in the in the in the future. It, well, in a bit anyway. Um, but but essentially, we're we're effectively discovering those permissions, documenting them. Um, we're also um, applying um, a, a risk score to certain users dependent on their their, their permissions indexes. Okay, that's cool. Um, so, so what features are in, or what are the main features at least, in the uh, Entra permissions management? Okay, so I think I think the biggest, well, the, the first part first part to uh, permissions management is discovery of permissions across your your cloud estate so 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 effectively we're connecting uh, we're connecting permissions management to say your azure resource uh, your azure subscriptions um, it's going to go away and it's going to scan those resources um, for you and we've seen that happen pretty quick haven't we you, you sort of connect it it starts scanning and gathering uh, results uh, relatively quickly is that is that right alan it's it's within a yeah. few hours, isn't it? It starts to come back. Yeah, I think I think it depends on um, size. The, on our yeah. on our test environments, they're pretty small, so it takes yeah, take exactly. too long. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, size of environment, and um, I think they recommend about twenty four hours, don't they, to get it all to index yeah. and everything? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that actually. Yeah, so yeah, so up, say let's say up to twenty four hours to get 
you know, everything refreshed and, and scanned. Um, and, and then what it's going to do is it's going to give you a, um, a an interface in order to explore those uh, permissions that it's um, that, that it's found. Right. So it's going to it's going to detail out everything that it's got. You're going to and and what I think as well is is really interesting around it is, is that it can then go on. Um, it, it can also then go on and um, it can then look at the actual activity of those permissions for those identities. So, so it's not just going to discover, it's not just going to tell you just, you know, what is, what is happening uh, with, with those, uh, with, with those identities and the access that they have, but then it's also going to compare, okay, um, let's say, you know, um, Alan has got um, owner over a resource in, in Azure. Then it's going to look at um, presumably Azure activity logs to then understand what it is you're actually using, right? So, so it's like uh, Alan's got, say, owner access to the whole subscription, but he actually, you know, only accesses this one maybe resource group and maybe this one, you know, resource. And then what it's going to be able to tell you is it's going to be able to do the difference between the two. And it's going to say, hey, Alan's got owner to everything, but he only needs, you know, um, storage account reader or, or whatever it is um, that you're, you're actually doing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so that's, that's another, that's another, like, um, from a discovery and visibility point of view, that is a, a massive part of, of cloud permissions. Cause I think, and we'll talk about permissions creep and and how that that happens over time. Um, but 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 effectively, it is measuring, it is it is attempting to measure all of the um, the the permissions that you've given that you've granted in your you know your your cloud environment, and then what is actually being used day to day. And and we've always said that even with I think it was last episode about Defender. Um, the federal cloud you know having that visibility of anything knowing you know knowing what you don't know does you know is is massive isn't it yeah yeah and 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 usually what we what we seem to find with with organizations is is as soon as they know about things they generally tend to act on them right you know and it's 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 almost like the first part the discovery is almost the challenge for some organizations right because you know and and especially when you don't have an automated tool that can help you with it, right? Because could you imagine like trying to manage, you know, okay, some smaller environments, you know, not a problem to go and look at, you know, uh, what access people have got. You know, maybe you're, you've just got a, a subscription or two with a few resource groups in Azure, you know, okay, I'm guessing that might be relatively simplistic. But if you're, you know, a, a really a really large organization that's maybe got a multi-cloud presence and maybe you're a software company or, or something like that, where you've got a lot of cloud resources trying to map who has what permissions at every like level, right? Because we have, we have our back at multiple levels, don't we with inheritance and, and then trying to work that out manually is I would say effectively impossible, isn't it? Or you, you wouldn't try and undertake that. I don't think manually. No, not, not from the portal. I mean, you know, potentially you can pull that stuff from uh, the APIs and stuff to to pull it quickly, but the analysis is still going to take just as long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 not going to give you that difference between you know um, 
uh, permissions given versus permissions used, is it? You know, you're just, you know, you're going to be able to say, hey, Alan's got access to X, Y, and Z, but whether he's actually using it or not is is another uh, thing entirely. Yeah, and I guess that's the the part of it as well, isn't it? That, you know, could you go up to an engineer and say, you know, do you need this role? You know, I suppose some some users or some IT guys will be like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't need it anymore. You know, you can get rid of it or no, I only need this. And there'd be some that'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, I need this. You know, I need all these yeah. permissions. Yeah. And you've got no way to um, also validate, validate whether yeah. they actually do or not. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really important, isn't it? You know, because that that's where, you know, um, if you do have like a compromised entity, uh, oh, sorry, entity, identity, I should say, then you, you almost... You know, it's it's not just a need to know, and I suppose it is, you know, uh, least you know privilege, you know, uh, thought process, right? Because that can sort of get kind of get eroded away inside of an organization over time, right? You know, um, the principle of least privilege. But um, you know, just from a practical perspective, you know, if one of your identities is is say compromised, you 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 know, you really want to limit access to those things, right? We have other tools that can help with that, right? But some some organizations, you know, that they're, they're maybe not ready for like full just in time, you know, access to certain yeah. reasons, you know, you know, there's, there are sometimes some uh, political and, you know, uh, other, you know, uh, restraints going on there and restrict, you know, so, so we can't always have like this beautiful, you know, uh, PIM just in time, you know, access going on. Um, so, so it is, it is important to, and, and, and w- the way when I've scanned, um environments around it it's always like it's always the i well like the people that look after it that have like some mostly have the <laughs> the worst um you know they're the worst culprits right you know you scan your own environment it's like okay you're like you know um ga to well not ga ga and owner to absolutely everything uh, <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like well you don't actually need that do you you know so it, it and and i think it can be used as a tool you know in conjunction with say pim or you know uh, something else well to to justify pim's exist not that pim needs that much justification but it's it's it is a good way to be able to fix a lot of these problems right just in time access you know because yeah you see some you see some horrible numbers and you see horrible benchmarking it's like well we can take a lot of that away just with pim right to start off with you know there's no there's less default you know uh, permissions uh, going on um and I think um, the the next uh, uh, important feature of entry permissions management is to be able to uh, right size permissions um, after the fact. So it, it can automate um, reducing a user's um, uh, permissions, like in in real time, in a in a semi automated fashion. Isn't it, Alan? I think you have to you have to like trigger it off, but it can go and do the legwork of actually revoking permissions and then assigning new sets of permissions. You know, dependent on what you actually set um uh, yeah depending on the permissions you give it to the the system um but yeah you can do it it can automate you can you know almost one button click that new role with those permissions or it will give you the the json the the code to be able to upload it into the portals itself if you don't want to give it a a, you know, a read a writer sort of permission sort of thing yeah yeah so it's also there to help you remediate your you know your permissions issues right because we we do have a lot of tools which are like great because they give you discovery (laughs) right and then they're like hey here's all your problems and then it's like well it's up to up to you to go and fix them 
And sometimes, well, uh, the well, I'll say the majority of the time, that can be quite a bitter pill for people to swallow because it's like, hey, you've just told me everything that's wrong and now I've got six months of, <laughs> you know, uh, of work that I now need to do. So if you can also take to them a solution, which is like, well, you know, if we do find a, you know, a, you know, um, not just the low hanging fruit, because low hanging fruit's relatively quick to fix in any remediation strategy. But if you can then say, okay, if there is a lot of, you know, the, the stuff that needs to be changed, then we can start to automate and go, go through that process and, and then fix those, those things. It's that point, isn't it, of showing, showing your cybersecurity team all the issues and then them going, right, okay, here's a timeline now go yeah exactly and yeah. you're not having any any either you know s- skills potentially or yeah you know the time to actually remediate where yeah you're right having tools that can help with some most all of that remediation is great yeah, yeah exactly um and and um permissions management does have a bit of an overlap with um pim and just in time access because uh, I believe they actually have their own, and I haven't really looked into this because we sort of sit more on the the PIM recommendation side, but I do believe it can do uh, just-in-time access to certain permissions. Is is that correct, Alan? Yeah, I think you can set some, like, jobs. It's kind of like, you know, you set this type of task. That was it. It's You know, you set this task. This task is what someone does, and they can request to elevate into that role that allows them to do that task kind of thing, I think. Um, okay yeah we've not looked into it properly have we yet okay there's so much and of it <laughs> yeah there is yeah it's 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 it's, it's a it's a uh, relatively big um product um that's for sure there's a lot of yeah there's a lot to discover with this product i think if you're looking at it for the first time and you're you're also not from this you know cloud infrastructure entitlement management world you know um if you haven't used a, a tool like this um before in the past um, and also um, the last sort of big feature that I just want to call out is its ability to continuously monitor in the future as well. So as, um, you know, permissions creep and permissions um, change over over time, um, it's there ready to alert on any new, uh, you know, changes that happen in your environment, you know. Um, and, you know, let's say that somebody you know, um, they, they use the term of permissions creep index, PCI. And, you know, you, you can you can relatively easily see who has a large, you know, a high permissions creep index, right? You know, who is, you know, who, who is up there? So you can, you can also, you know, if you, if you're, if you're, you know, you can, you can monitor over time, you know, who your worst offenders are in terms of, you know, permissions creeping. It's usually not the actual person that's been given the permissions, it's the person that's granted them the permissions that have done the uh, the potential wrong thing. But we, we all know uh, too well that um, you know, you could you could you could elevate yourself for a certain amount of time, you know, for a certain task which might be, you know, um legitimate for a certain amount of time and then you forget to put yourself back, you know, and um and and that is why just in time access is is so important. You know, it's, it's it's something that we sort of preach a lot, isn't it? Just in time access to anything. You know, um, um, we we ourselves, um, you know, um, put in place with our customers. You know, the the idea of just in time access for us. You know, connecting to them. Right. We don't want. We definitely don't want any <laughs> sort of right access to them. You know, at, at all times. 
um you know so so it's it is it is you know um it's sort of a big it is a big change for some organizations to get their head around that right and to get themselves into that process of yes okay we've got to set up you know these just in time at you know um you know uh, groups things like that i don't think we've actually done a uh an episode on pim have we uh yet no not yet no um, so we should definitely the- um we should definitely do a do one on pim yeah definitely (laughs) okay cool um yeah and i think that's pretty much it in terms of features yeah okay so is this a brand new product by microsoft or have they you know acquired it okay so it used to be called cloud nox um and it's a recent microsoft i say recent it's not actually that recent but it is recent in terms of yeah uh things so it used it used to be called um it at cloud Knox. um microsoft acquired it i don't know how much they acquired it for alan do you can you remember how much they acquired it for a, nope a i lot, know a, yeah a lot of money probably and money. Um, i think it was about a year ago that they yeah. acquired it yeah and um and it's so they've um they've they, they acquired this, this 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 product cloud Knox, and now they've sort of uh now with the new entra umbrella as we'll call it it's it's been sort of um pushed into entra i'll call it pushed into entra <laughs> because um because yeah the and one thing to uh for every you know sort of heads up for, for everyone is the branding is still very much cloud Knox brown branding isn't it right you know you you the the interface that it takes you to is not you know it doesn't feel like portal does it it's 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 a, it's a different like ui and it's it's you know as you have like you know sub portals you know for say um like purview and um um like you know the purview portal and things like that they are like sub portals inside of the azure portal it's not really like that either it is a completely it's a completely different look um or when you go in there and the urls are like still cloud Knox urls at the moment and things like that so so it's definitely a it's definitely a connection in terms of licensing and onboarding in terms of, you know, bring it into, into Entra, but it is still, it's still, you know, um, it's still working itself out as a Microsoft product, if that makes sense, you know, not from a functionality perspective. I think we're all pretty happy that the functionality is absolutely top notch, you know, once you get it connected and things like that. Um, but you, you are going to be taken to a, like another a portal space that isn't going to feel as sort of, you know, at home to you as as the, as the Azure portal um, to, to use it to start off with. Yeah, I think they wanted to get that core functionality because of the 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 benefit you gained from it, and rather than hiding it for another six to twelve months, whilst they you know build interfaces etc. to it, I, I think I, it's, yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you. You know, we we we've we've gained the GA functionality as soon as we possibly can. Right. You know, and, and, um, and I'm sure over time that that will all be, you know, uh, dragged, you know, into Microsoft, well, uh, Azure branding and, you know, portal, you know, um, the look and feel of portal, you know? Yeah. Um, It'll probably move into the Entra portal, won't it? As a, as a native UI to it, rather than it bouncing you out. Now. yeah well it's 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 kind of like it's 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 kind of I, I i see it might turn out like i like i was mentioning around like the purview and you know azure data factory when you open the azure data factory like studio it's like 
it isn't Azure portal. It's like a sub portal, if that makes sense. So I've I kind of got a feeling it's going to end up like that. But at the moment, it doesn't even feel. And it's and I think as well, you know, I'm not criticizing that it, it doesn't feel like that, but I feel as well because it, it has got a lot of value in it. There's a lot of screens, there's a lot of reports and, and things like that. Yeah. It is going to be a bit of a beast to like reskin and make it feel, you know, like like Portal uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we kind of talked a little bit about um, permissions creep. Um, why is it an issue? Why do I care? Why do you care about permission creep, Alan? <laughs> I, I do care, like but like, you know, yeah, I know. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so why is permission creep an issue? Okay, so um, maybe we maybe we build our evergreen cloud infrastructure with all the best intentions in the world, and we build a lovely landing zones with our cloud adoption framework, and we've really thought about X, Y, and Z, and and in terms of you know, infrastructure and structure inside of our uh, cloud environments. Um, but what can happen as people uh, join, uh, join, leave and move around the business. Um, and and this, this kind of really aligns to sort of an IAM and JML sort of process as well. Right. But if you imagine, you know, somebody's moved between say departments in the business Let's say you've got technical people that are working on different parts of the product that you that you work on. You know, um, maybe maybe Alan is is a um, a back end developer that used to work on your, you know, um, used to work on your payment system, and then they went to work on the website, and then they went to work on, I don't know, your new NFT project that you've just like wheeled <laughs> out the door, right? Like what whatever it is, right? Over time, it could be it could it could become that Alan could be say. You know, um, you know, first job that Al, uh, role that Alan had, he needed access to one or two subscriptions. Then he's gone to a second role or second department that he's working in. Then he needs two more. You know, have you revoked those t- two previous? You know, because it's not, it's not really usually set up in such a fine grain way as, say, you know, uh, identity, you know, groups for access to applications and things like that. You know, with identity, you know, these 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 permissions are generally given like via the, like, you know, via the portal at, you know, as and when they're needed, you know, but like, sorry. Yeah. Go on. Now. I was going to say, well, you know, I need access to both because I'm transitioning. I need to you know, hand over to the team. So exactly. I need both. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I def- so, yeah. You know, definitely yeah. need that. And that happens so often, doesn't it? Like that is, you know, almost a daily occurrence, right. You know, and, and what, what we've, a big, I think a big thing that we've come to learn about cloud infrastructure is that sometimes um, things can be done in cloud infrastructure because because changes to cloud infrastructure are relatively easy, especially when it comes to RBAC and permissions and all of that sort of stuff, right? Uh, things are usually done out of necessity, right? So like, you know, there's a terminal issue with this. Al- Alan's brought in at the last minute on a Friday night because something's down. He's been given owner access for the weekend so that he can come in and fix it, you know, like a, a white knight that comes in and, and fixes <laughs> the problem. Um, but then is there somebody on the other side of that cleaning that up afterwards? And and, and, and what we can find, what we it's very similar to like the remediations that we have to do with clients in, you know, in, in the cloud, in cloud environments is that, we need to be able to monitor for when those things happen and be able to like send in a cleanup team afterwards, you know, to make sure that, you know, um, 
because 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 I I think the because of the nature of permissions in cloud in the cloud they are so granular at multiple levels almost having this viewpoint like being able to discover what's happened is multi-layered and complex right which is why which is so 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 alan's basically moving between these teams i'm not saying you do actually do this alan i'm just using you as like you know <laughs> as, as an example but I'm, alan's I'm, move <laughs> you're, you're the butt of my I'm the you're, customer. yeah yeah, yeah exactly. the organization but, but but alan's moved between three teams and now he's got access to six subscriptions when actually maybe he should only have access to one or two or or none at all maybe he's you know now in a completely different team and he doesn't even need access to Azure anymore right um is somebody going in there to clean up is somebody managing the change you know process for that you know have you got a massively strict change control process where even you know RBAT roles need to go through change and it, is it put in the change log is somebody you know there's there's just many reasons why things those things can get missed so and so, so that's just a really simple example of how permissions creep can actually occur and at, like alan alluded to earlier people just uh, flat out lying about the permissions that they need <laughs> right saying i need access to this when they actually don't and and things like that so um permissions creep you know uh can be and especially when we're talking about we'll call it like vips and you know um the, you know your the sorts of people that run your manage your cloud environments are probably pretty like um scary identities in your business right they they usually wield a lot of power they've got like you know access to things that maybe just regular you know um people in your organization don't so if those people who have already got access to a lot of things you know creep into even other areas it can become very nasty um uh, very quickly um so so that's why we don't want this to spiral out of control we don't want it to get to a stage where you know somebody is like a super super user at all times you know and be able to just you know wield the permissions like you know at will um permissions should be you know justified and enforced you know um from both you know giving people permissions because we we always have a we always talk a lot about you know uh authorizing permissions changes but then you know is there as much care and detail going into cleaning up old permissions after their 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 access you know they're given if that makes sense you know um, I don't know if you've got anything else to add, add on that, Alan, about permissions creep. No, I was going to say about you know people getting uh, high, you know, super, super, super user access. It's all you know, quite a lot of time. It's not like you said. It's sometimes not intentional. Sometimes people want to keep their permissions because they want to feel empowered. Um, but also, a lot of this is done by stealth because it is that grant, not granular, but um, piecemeal sort of. It's here and there talk to different people they give you different permissions they don't know about the other ones etc sort of thing so yeah Yeah. and see all that yeah and i think as well the when you have you know um maybe you've got enough subscriptions where you've got different owners for different subscriptions they can also grant because they are like literally the role owner they can grant access to like effectively anybody else inside of their scoped you know area of permission so it might, like you just said, like stealth, stealth IT happening. You know, it's like um, I don't talk to IT. I just go straight to the owner because, like, well, you go straight to the owner. Let's say I'm the owner, and Alan comes to me and goes, "Hey, I need a blob reader for three days, or blob writer, so I can upload some, doc, you know, some, 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 some things to the storage account." And then I just never take it 
away from Alan ever again because I'm off doing my job and and, and, and moving on with, with my things. So it's just it, it it's then good if we've got a tool to come in and identify when that happens. Not to call people out, but just to show to show the risk of certain people in the organization. Because usually when you get shown what your permissions creep index is, um, you're like, hey, yeah, I don't need half of that, you know. And so it's there documented in front of you. Okay. That's, yeah, there's a lot. To, you could talk about that for quite some time as well, couldn't we? Yeah, either? permissions creep, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just RBAC, yeah. It's, I don't want to get to, but, I want to keep it thingy. But yeah, it's um, it, it, it's definitely a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely a problem. Yeah, and we see it in other environments, Active Directory and other applications. It's not just the clouds, but we see yeah. it's just more complex in the clouds, I think. Yeah, the, exactly. How much you can do. But um, yeah. okay, so we've kind of talked about the product, um, but we haven't really talked about onboarding sort of experience or what you can do. So what environments, because it is cloud environments, uh, what environments can we connect to it? So in... Um... The scope of uh, permissions management is uh, Microsoft Azure, obviously. It'd be a bit weird if it didn't support Azure, <laughs> obviously. Um, AWS and um, and 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 GCP, um, Google Cloud Platform. So, so what? Because this was this is obviously a well, Microsoft are going down a multi-cloud route anyway, right? It's 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 everywhere for, for Microsoft, right? It's like it doesn't matter if we've got your workloads, we'll try and charge you something to you know uh, to to manage you know in in other things, right? There's always roads that lead back to to Azure. That's like you know that they've they've grown up in terms of you know uh, you know uh, understanding that people and teams are going to want to use other cloud providers right maybe not out of want or maybe it might be necessity they might have a specific technology you know that you might be a you know you might use heavy use of tensorflow and you might you might decide that the gcp you know gcp has got some great tooling around that right um let's say you run a kubernetes cluster and then you know maybe gcp like all your all your, you know, um, ops guys all know GCP. So that's what you put your Kubernetes cluster on. But then you have, say, maybe you've got, you know, um, a CDN deal that backs onto S3. So you've got some, you know, like that can just happen because it's so easy to like create accounts and and then do things like that, right? So more and more, you know, uh, uh, companies are are multi-cloud, um, a lot of out, out of necessity, not just, you know, wanting to do that. Um, so, so, so Microsoft have got that now that they, you know, now they've obviously acquired CloudNox and, 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 and turned it into permission, entry permissions management. They've got that ability because, you know, th- that, that piece of tooling was built from the ground up to be, to be multi-cloud enabled. Okay. So how easy, it's always the question, you know, it's, it's, it's great that they can connect, but actually, you know, we were talking about it with Defender for Cloud last week, you know, how it's got easier to do the onboarding, things like that. Um, so how easy is it to onboard some of the, you know, the, not to say, well, I guess the different clouds. You'll have to give me your um, viewpoint of other clouds because I, I, in my environment, I've only scanned my Azure, which was okay. incredibly simple to set up, aka just like connect it, like just, you know, as long as you've got the permissions <laughs> to connect it. Um, it was a bit confusing when I set it up because it asked me to run a script that I didn't need to run like that. It was it was a bit strange, but um, but yeah. So, but in terms of how 
you know how easy it was to start gaining insights as long as you've got the permissions to uh, to do the connection you know you're 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 up and away and i believe for aws and gcp they give you all the scripts ready to go um to 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 to, to, to do that connection kind of like defender for cloud i think is that is that right Alan? yeah there's a few things so i i don't think i've connected gcp up yet but um aws is using cloud formations again okay. um there's a there's two or three of them you have to do um to deploy there's a bit of config um it's all documented by microsoft um it's not it's not as simple as defender for cloud but it's doing a lot more so yeah yeah exactly. it's, it, yeah, yeah. it's slightly different but um yeah so you yeah. say so relatively relatively easy to do that and they're going to give you the guidance and as much of the scripting automated for you right you know yeah. um ready to go yeah definitely cool yeah okay so we've got it all connected um how much is it going to cost me what what's, well, the, what's the licensing this is the question that we always come <laughs> come back to um okay so to me there was a little bit of confusion around pricing originally right and i don't i don't know whether this is the change they've locked into this now um but the the pricing uh, as of as of today and as of the website is 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 per user based per month uh, license and I, I believe that is um the cost per user that is discovered those identities that are discovered in those cloud environments you know so um uh, before i believe it was done by resource wasn't it they were talking about doing it by resource Is yeah. that right alan i can't remember yeah, but um so um uk pricing is 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 seven pound 90 per user per month i assume that rounds up to 9.99 maybe for uh usd potentially somewhere in that sort of region um but what is quite advantageous and quite nice is there is a 90 day free trial and for that initial for that initial sort of um discovery engagement understanding what is there and what is wrong that is plenty of time to get yourself connected to it and to start to glean some of that those insights um i'm not saying that you would want to cancel it after the 90 days and and not continue um but that that 90 day uh, trial is is very very nice of microsoft to give you that amount of time to work through that right because you know in 90 days effectively three months you could probably get your discovery done you know if if you're just azure you could get your discovery done in a few days couldn't you and, that, and that's probably just waiting for things to refresh more than it is actually doing the connection it's obviously massive caveat depends how big you are right like yeah it could take longer um but you you could probably say you know with the right access especially if you were doing it for your own organization right it's a bit different for alan and i when we're uh, talking to customers, getting people aligned, you know, at customer side, getting them bought into it, um, then getting access assigned, getting everybody on the page, and it can take a little bit longer. But if you're if you're championing uh, championing something like this internally, and you have the access to do it, and you've obviously got the approval to you know run a tool like this, um, then um, ninety days is going to give you a lot of time to 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 discover and to even start remediating right um it's just if if you if you feel like the continuous monitoring is important to you that's when it's going to kick into the um the the seven the the seven pound 90 per, per user per month 
I think it's also worth noting about is the crossover between their just-in-time access and PIM as well, because um, uh, effectively it's 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 kind of the same functionality as PIM, right? That, that that's in this product as well. So so if you're if you're if you're licensed to a level where you can have PIM uh, anyway that might detract a little bit from the value of this uh, ongoing product because it's just going to give you visibility um, and, and remediation, I suppose, right, uh, go, go, go going on in the future. Yeah, I mean, the, the just-in-time access, I mean, when we talk about it in a future episode, um, <laughs> you know, Spoiler it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, it does Azure quite well from a resource perspective and it can... Again, we'll talk about it in another episode, but it can do the other clouds, but not probably at the granular level or as maybe as easy as permissions management yeah. might be able to because it's directly connecting to it. And yeah. again, we'll talk about that in the future episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it is just, it's just, it is just worth people knowing that there is a bit of an overlap there in yeah. terms of functionality, right? You know, and um, like you say, there are nuances to both sides of that. But, um, you know, if you're not a, yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll go through that um, in that episode. Um, is there any other questions or anything or anything else uh, you want to cover, Alan, um, on permissions management? Uh, we did onboarding. We've done some of the other stuff. We said where it came from. Um, I've not seen anything. So from a product development side of things, I've not directly seen anything they're looking to add to it, but I. I've heard rumors about theirs. They've got a, a product roadmap, you know, a private preview roadmap for it. So okay. even though it's kind of amazing at the moment, they're thinking of other things to add to it. And that might be maybe, you know, uh, I guess I would think the PIM part might merge okay. with the, the current, yeah. you know, the, the entry, the other part to kind of be a, a single product, maybe from an interface perspective, it's the same. It's a single product, yeah. but, yeah exactly you, yeah. you yeah but actually back end it's different sort of thing but yeah that's how yeah. i would see it so that's an opinion of mine not i've not don't know anything what they're doing no no and and <laughs> and really this uh, permissions management to us is is and to everybody else it's very new isn't it right it's 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 only ga'd in june i think was it june or july Ju- july in the uk First july or something it, like, it yeah. took a it took a it took a little bit longer uh for uh in the eu um so it is it is a it is a GA uh, product and it's also a large product to learn as well. You know, there's a lot in there. You know, um, from a um, pulling out the insights from it, um, I'm not going to say that the the interface isn't bad at all. I think it's just um, portraying permissions creep is actually quite complex. You know, because there is a lot of granular detail there. So yeah. so 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 in permissions management. There are lots of screens and reports and drill downs into detailed views and things like that. So I do think it's it's definitely not a set and forget. That's for sure. It requires somebody that is skilled in permissions management to go in and understand the insights that are in there. It does create this permissions creep index, which allows you to hunt in and zone in on certain in- identities that you know may have um, uh, lots of permissions. So that's that's really powerful. Um, but it, but it, it it isn't just a with with a lot of these the, these tools it, it it's always going to come back to requiring somebody to champion in the project uh, product become an SME in it 
um, to understand how it works and to how you know best to get value out of it. There may also be things that we've completely missed as well because you know our our um, expiration of permissions management has been relatively um, uh, s- small on the grand scheme of things, right? You know, um, uh, so far. So, so yeah. So, um, like, d- definitely go check it out. It's um, it's definitely worth activating your ninety day trial on your on your own like dev tenants to see how how it works and how you connect and things like that. Um, because that you can definitely glean some really valuable insights uh, from it. Yeah, and I think from the the continuous management of it, I think you, you're right. You do probably do need some uh, a couple of people to look after it. But I think that initial um, discovery and remediation is going to be your biggest, without a doubt, biggest bit. Yeah. And then you know, just seeing it that creep or that change is going to be minor work at that point. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a beast all the time, providing you keep up with it <laughs> no but there's probably a yeah a lot of uh permissions debt as i'll call it that you might need to go and clean up that you've, <laughs> you've found right so it might also be that if you are starting a it might not seem like it's worth it even when you're relatively small but in order to keep things in check so things don't spiral out of control because so many times we've talked to people saying yeah, it's just got a bit out of hand. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And and the amount of work that it then takes to write that ship, you know, afterwards, it can can almost be too much sometimes, right? Because it it, it can cost a lot of time and and money to, to 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 fix these things in the future, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think that was good. So let's do a reflection and see if I've got everything. Okay. So. Permissions management or enter permissions management was previously um, a product called CloudNox. So it's been out for years and Microsoft acquired it and you know, brought it into the ecosystem of Entra. Um, it, you know, its features, main you know, benefits and features are that it can, you know, do discovery of permissions against Azure, AWS and GCP. Um, it can continuously review those permissions over time. That it's running so you can see that um, permission creep on changes uh, and it's also got is it also able to manage those permissions so deploy new roles based on the information it's collected on a user or subset of users on what they actually use but also give the ability to do just-in-time access to some of those roles and be able to do um, approval processes and um, yeah, elevate as you need it. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds sounds that sounds great to me. Um, and yeah, and I think once we've had some time with the product, maybe we'll come and revisit it um, to sort of glean some of our learnings and our tips and tricks from it um, once we start to uh, properly um, align with it and and start using it a little bit more. Okay, Alan, um, that's great. I had on target 45 minutes. We're up to 43 minutes. So I think for the first time ever, we might actually come in under time, <laughs> which is great. Um, Alan, um, what's what's the next episode that we're going to record? Uh, well, let's see. Um, what have we been talking about? Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, Entra Azure AD. Um, we did an episode on it in general, but actually I'm going to talk about the identity governance piece. So that's going to talk about entitlement management, access reviews, and privileged identity management conveniently. Okay, great. Perfect. So yeah, so if 
if you want to also see the other side of that just in time access the next episode is definitely going to be um for you cool so um yeah if you've enjoyed this episode uh please do consider subscribing if you'd like to listen to more of this sort of content in the future uh we have many topics that we'd like to cover and your listens and support is what will continue to fuel the podcast going forward we also have the ability for you to give us feedback did you enjoy this episode is there bits you want us to dive into more um Yep. So if you want to give us some feedback, then if you look in our show notes for this episode, there is a link in there, which will take you to a form and, and we'll get those, get that feedback. Cool. Great. Well, thanks very much um, for, for um, asking questions of me, Alan. I'm glad I, I got, I got through them uh, with your approval. So that's, that's <laughs> always great. And um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And if you've, you've got to the end, um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Thanks guys. Yep. Yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, speak to you soon. Bye.